Hello there, and welcome to the fourth podcast for the Northern Cast School podcast. I am your interim host, Mr. Darren Eller, this week, and joining me is going to be Mr. Luke Bush, the head girls basketball coach and social studies teacher in the high school. So, Mr. Bush, welcome. And you're actually part of history. We had to delay our taping a day because of weather. That is the first time we've ever had to delay taping of a podcast because well, of weather. Glad I can be a part of that. Yep. So thank you for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, some education? How, what have you coached so far? How long have you been coaching? Maybe a little bit about your family? Um, well, I grew up here, went to high school here at Northern Cass. Um, after high school, I went to Concordia College in Minnesota for two years. Um, Played a little baseball, then I went to NDSU to finish my education. Um, student taught in Kindred, uh, taught one year in Enderlin, and then this is my sixth year here at Northern Cass. Um, my coaching career, I started pretty early. I started coaching C-Squad uh, basketball actually when I was 19 here at Northern Cass. Um, I coached basketball and softball at Enderlin, and I've coached basketball and softball here at Northern Cass. Um, I am married to uh, Beth. She also attended Northern Cass. At that point in time, she was Beth Lakel. Uh, we have three children. We have Isaac, who is in his first year of kindergarten here at Northern Cass. We have Eli, who is three, and Emma, who is one. Okay, so you're in a little bit of a different situation than most teachers at Northern Cass in the fact that you actually attended Northern Cass. So what is it about Northern Cass that made you want to be back at Northern Cass? As a student, you don't really understand a lot and appreciate a lot of what the school has to offer as far as not like just the extracurricular, extracurriculars, but you always hear people talk about the atmosphere. And when you teach at other schools, um, like I said, I student taught at Kindred and I taught at Enderlin, uh, there is something different about Northern Cass. And it's nothing bad about Kindred, nothing bad about Enderlin. It's just a place that I knew I wanted to come back to. Um, my family has always been here. Um, it was important for me to make that happen to, at, at any time to come back. Uh, the opportunity opened up and, and coming here was, you know, a big, big positive for myself and for my family. My wife works local, our whole family's local, so that was another nice piece for us. Um, teaching uh, was something that I kind of fell into. Coaching was what I kind of fell into, um, but, you know, the opportunity to come back and do both of those here has really been nice. Well, I know we've been happy to get you on board and have you be a part of the teaching staff and the coaching staff. I know the kids really, really look up to you. So we're going to do most of our discussion today on basketball and coaching in general. So most coaches kind of have a certain style that they're they're known for, or they're accustomed to, or they're comfortable with. So what? I think I know the answer, but what type of coach do you classify yourself as? Um, John Wooden, uh, one of my favorite coaches of all time says, you know, you're never a coach, you're a teacher. Um, so I consider myself to be a, um, a teacher leader on the floor. Um, if you come into our practices, our practices are a little bit different. Um, my first year we had a group of girls that was really talented, uh, but they were deathly silent. So we'd get, we get music going. If you walk into our gym, we've got music blaring. Um, just trying to create an atmosphere that is open uh, for players to really relax. Um, on the floor, you hear me yell quite a bit. Um, I'm a yeller just to get attention. I'm an individual who is constantly asking 
um, assistants and players, what are you seeing, what's working, what's not. Um, I involve our assistants, I've got great assistants, Dustin who's been with me for a couple years now in DC, who's his first year on the staff. Uh, they're doing a great job of giving their input, telling me um, you know, when something's working, when something's not working, and we do a great job of bouncing those ideas off. You know, we've got <clears throat> a lot of youth and energy coming through. We've got a little bit of experience coming back. We had, you know, Nissa, um, Peyton, those girls really had a lot of varsity minutes for us last year. Rayanne um, and Lindsay got in a little bit as it's going through, but they've grown throughout this year, and our youth really has started to come back. We got hurt early on, but we're getting a lot of pieces coming back that'll help us out. And I'll, in all honesty, I want those girls to understand that um, they're leading this group as it, as it is. Um, they've done a, a good job of stepping up and being vocal leaders for the team. I know for some of them it's not very comfortable. Um, but my whole piece is just that, that teaching aspect. Everything's learnable. We grow, we focus, we move on. Good. Now I know it's kind of a running joke around here how comparing yourself with Mr. Clapp coaching style, because mm -hmm. Mr. Clapp does not stand during a volleyball match unless there's a timeout where you don't sit during a basketball game unless it's probably the end mm -hmm. or maybe during halftime or something. But it's, it's kind of funny. It's, it's really, really fun to watch you coach because you can tell how passionate you are. You're going up and down the sideline. You're talking to the girls that are on the bench. You're catching things that other coaches don't catch. So I think it's really cool to see. Well, thanks. It's, uh, I get my workout. I need to stay yeah, in shape. Yeah, you get your steps in, that's for mm -hmm. sure. Um, now, a lot of coaches, and I know myself, in particular, have a coach that I really enjoyed and kind of led me to be a coach myself. Do you have somebody who was one of your coaches in your past that kind of inspired you to be a coach when you got to that point in your life where it was something you could do? I've had a lot of great coaches. Um, I had, you know, here I had Laris, uh, Ron Laris, when I was in um, high school. I had him for football, I had him for basketball, I had him for baseball. Um, he was a great motivator. Um, he really wanted to make sure in all aspects you knew exactly what you were doing. He was very focused on every little details I was going through. And from that aspect, you know, that I try to carry that part into my coaching is going through. It's the little pieces. It's making sure that your footwork is correct. It's making sure that you're solid in where you need to be and you know what you have to do. I, I picked that up um, from him, like I said, in all those years. Um, my junior year, we got a new basketball coach. His name was Mike Swanson. Um, he was here for a few years. And from him, just kind of the relaxed uh, approach. Um, I pride myself on, you know, you, you say I'm down the sidelines, I'm yelling, I'm those pieces. But at no point in time am I ever going to be showing either nervousness or out of control, always in that zone. And that was a big piece that I learned from him is just maintaining that piece, um, just making sure that, look, we're relaxed, we're always fine, when to push that pedal for the kids, when not to. Um, so I had great coaches there. When I went to Concordia, I got a little bit of time with Bucky Burgo, if you know anything about uh, baseball, Bucky, yeah. one, of the, one of the great coaches of all time. And, and he was a nice little mixture. He, he had a great way of relaxing um, players as it was going through. I never really, I got to play a little bit with him. Um, he was varsity, I was JV, but just the way that he was always prepared. Um, you know, you... you <clears throat> Plan for the best, prepare for the worst. And he always had, no matter what was going through, he always knew, well, this is just what you do. This is what you do. So just trying always to focus on what is the worst part that could happen and be ready for that response. So I've, I've had an opportunity to have a lot of, a lot of great coaches.
You've had some legends. Yes, Bucky I have. and Laris, and yeah, you've had some really <coughs> good ones in the past. Um, okay, let's jump into the season. How has the season gone so far, and kind of what is your outlook for the rest of the season? You know, record-wise, if you look at a record, we're sitting at 1-3 and three in the region. Um, we had, out of region to begin the year, probably one of the more challenging uh, re uh, sets. We had to go to Lemoore, who's a top-10 team in the state. Uh, they're they're good. We had Thompson, who for a while there was ranked number two in the state. Uh, we had Hillsborough Central Valley, who's another good, good opponent as it's going through. So our, our non-region schedule was uh, very challenging, and it, it really did expose a lot of problems that we had early on in the season. So that was nice as it's going through. Uh, yeah, there's some games we'd like to have back. We'd like the Maple Valley game back. We'd like the Hankinson game back. Um, but our last game, if you uh, watched, if you listened to our game against Lisbon, um, you noticed early on we got down, uh, at the end of the first quarter, we were down by 15 points. Um, and then as we went through the second and the third quarter, we had that lead down to uh, 11, 10 points uh, before Renke went off and hit four threes on her own. But the, the most impressive part and something that I tell the girls always I'm proud about is there's a, a never stop uh, focus here. Uh, a lot of teams you can get down by 15 and pack it in. Uh, they focused on what we needed to do, and when they executed what we wanted to do, we hung right with there. And Lisbon is 1-2 in the, in the region. Uh, they lost to Kindred by one in overtime, and those are you looking at your top two teams. Moving forward, we've got a lot of positives. Like I said, the Lisbon game was a big positive for us. If you look at the score, you're going to say you're crazy, but watch the film. Uh, we played with them for most of that game. Um, we have some people coming back. Um, we got hit by the injury bug kind of early on. We started out the season with the most we've ever had, 9 through 12, with 23 kids out for the program. And then very quickly after our first couple weeks of games, we were down to 15, 18 kids. Um, we're starting to get healthy. We're starting to get kids back. Region schedule moving forward, you know, we're pretty much playing Tuesday, Thursday, every week until region tournament starts. Um, our region, once again, the top part is competitive, and then it's going to kind of be a um, muddled up middle for 4 through 13. You know, anybody can go in any spots. So we have a lot moving forward. we got a lot of positives. Um, I'm looking forward to finishing this season here. Good. Yeah, yeah it's interesting as a coach, win-loss, it doesn't really matter all the time. You can, you can take positives out of it, and definitely when you take, play one of those top-tier opponents and you can stick with them, there's a lot of positives that are going to come out of that. And, it's, it's getting that in through to the kids, too, that sometimes is a little bit of a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, you talked a little bit about the region. Now, Region 1, uh, Southeast Region, whatever you want to call it, whichever sport we're in, I think we can agree is one of the more difficult regions in the state, historically, year to year. Mm -hmm. Not every year. I mean, there are years where Region 2, <coughs> Thompson and Hillsboro are usually really, really good, and this year would be another year, but... Coming out of a really, really difficult region, are there ways you can use that with your athletes? Yeah. I, we, like I said, we played a hard non-region. We played some of the better teams not in a region. And like you said, Thompson and Hillsborough, we got Lamore. I mean, there's good basketball right now around us. Our region, historically speaking, we always say it's, you know, it is the most competitive. You always have, you know, for the last... Ten years, Kindred has been one of the top teams. They always seem to have, you know, the same athletes as it's going through. Uh, Lisbon's been competitive as it's going through. Oak Grove, uh, you had Tri-State there. I mean, we have teams that when you stack up against them, it's 
just straight athletes. Um, we keep talking about that, and then people always fire back, well, you never do anything at state, which I guess is true as it's going through with the exception of last year. Uh, but for us, it's just focusing on the old cliche is one game at a time. But we take it through and we say, this is what we have to do here. Um, and if you go through this region schedule, we hit region tournament time, and we start looking at that, it's like, this is what we need to do to the next, next one, and this is what we need to do to the next one. Uh, so when we start playing some of those other teams, uh, you look at that and say, look, Kindred does, Lisbon does, Oak Grove does. They do all these pieces that we've seemingly handled as it's going through. So if you can play with them, you can play with a lot of teams. Um, we got to play quite a few of those Western teams during the summer. Valley City Tournament team camp as it was going through. And that's a nice break, too, because you get to see a difference. You know, you can only play Kindred and Lisbon and those guys so many times. Um, but it, it is. It's, it's a challenging region. Um, and we just continue to look at that piece and say, this is if we want to go to state, if we want to make it past that, we got to make it through. Yeah, and I, I, one thing the region has been doing right lately is, I think playing the region tournament this and this is going to be the second year in a row playing at the Shack. That's an awesome, awesome facility, and it's right in Fargo. And for those of us who live close by, it's really nice, nice to get there. And it just it. There's plenty of room for all of the fans that want to come and attend, and we get a lot more fans to come and attend that may not come and attend at a smaller school setting. So I think it's, they're doing that right. Um, you mentioned you guys played Lamore. I saw Lamore just played at a game in the Target Center in Minneapolis. Um, that's pretty impressive for a smaller North Dakota school to get to play at a facility like that, to play at an event like that. So I think North Dakota girls basketball are definitely on the up and up. So. Um, now, as a coach, this is kind of to finish things off. As a coach, we don't always uh, get positives from wins. Sometimes we need to find successes in other areas. So uh, we kind of try to teach our athletes that there's more to life than athletics. And that's very obvious, but it's not always very obvious for a high school girl, a high school boy. That's because it's kind of like they're in the moment that that's what is their life right now. But what are some of the things you hope your student athletes learn from having played under you? Uh, we always start out with, at the beginning, I don't think it's driven home enough, student athletes. Uh, there's a reason why a student comes first. Uh, we have lettering requirements that tie into your GPA and those pieces. Um, so the, the big focus is that, look, this is something that you do because you enjoy it. This is something that you do because you, you enjoy the competition. Uh, but the important part is this is something that you do extra. Uh, so for the first part is the importance of academics. Um, that is one of the big pieces that I want people to realize is that right now, if you want to continue to succeed, and it doesn't have to be at the college level, it can be at a trade school, it can be on the job, but you have to focus on um, the important part first. Uh, second part is always learning. Um, I do not know everything about basketball. I will tell you that right from the get-go. I will not try to hide that. Um, <clears throat> so just that idea that you are, you are always, always seeking out new information, always trying to find those pieces. And then the last part is the importance of just collaboration. And collaboration can expand and cover so much, so I like to use that one. Uh, we talk about a lot in our practices about our, ours is pride. Um, and just the importance of whatever you do when you walk away, are you going to be able to stand and say proudly, um, I was a part of that. And I've been able to say every single year as we walk away, um, at the end of the season, I can look back and say, I was the head coach of that. Um, 
I am proud to have my name tied to Northern Cass Girls Basketball. And if you could honestly walk away and say that you gave everything, you did everything that was asked, then that's the important part. All right. Well, Mr. Bush, thank you for joining us during this busy finals week, even more crazy and busy because of the weather. But I appreciate you giving us some of your time and being a guest on the Northern Cass School podcast. Thank Have you. Have a great weekend, everyone.